0: The Fight of Flight podcast. My name is Lanry, and in today's episode, I'm going to be going over the Corey Sanhagen versus TJ Dillashaw fight from the weekend. I'll also be reviewing the Thiago Moses and Islam Akachev fight that happened a few weekends ago and preview some of the upcoming fights that are coming. So, I'm going to start off with the TJ TJ Dillashaw versus Sanhagen fight. Um, I thought it was an incredible fight, five-round. It felt like a pay-per-view fight. Um, I had Sanhagen win in that fight, but I don't think it was a robbery by any stretch. I think, you know, depending on how you watch those fights, how you score those fights, you might have a different result. As the fight is playing out, I'm actually thinking about that, saying, you know, just the way the judging had happened in you know, some of the prior fights, you look at the Missy Barber, um, versus Miranda Maverick fight, which I thought Miranda Maverick won. Um, you know, I, I, I wouldn't say again, extremely convincingly, but I think it was fairly convincing that she won. And that was also a split decision, you know, a victory for Missy Barber. So, you know, going into this fight, um, I had a feeling that the judges might be an X factor as far as how they saw the fight go. Uh, but the story of the fight to me, obviously I thought Sunhe again was great. I thought he showed again that he is a legitimate contender and he's going to be a huge problem for anybody. Um, I think he probably has to look at how how T J pressured him and see how he responds to that. I think he made some good points about, you know, some of the shots that TJ was was uh, that he was landing on TJ would put most people out, and secondly, I also think you have to look at the fact that they fought at the apex, and so they're fighting in a really small cage, and under normal circumstances, in a in a regular cage, I think it's a different type of fight because the clinch, especially up against the cage, becomes um, less effective, and you know maybe not just less effective, but there's more space. And so it's not as easy to get Curvy up against the cage that way. So, um, but the story for me is TJ, I think for you to be out for that long, come back and remind people that you are still one of the best. I mean, we just saw San Hagen run through, um uh, Mirage and Frankie Edgar. And so for TJ to be able to put in that type of performance after not fighting for two years, It shows you he's still somebody in the division that people need to watch out for. Because I think the thing that I took out of the performance was just that grittiness. You know, he was willing to do anything and everything that he needed to do. When he needed to grapple, he grappled. He took a lot of shots, but he never let his volume drop. He kept coming forward. He kept putting pressure. Uh, And there was just like an attitude and, uh, you know, a mentality that you don't really see too much. Anymore, so um, I thought that was a great performance. And in terms of, you know, what comes next for him, unfortunately, it seems he's um, injured his knee and he's going to ha- he's going to be out for a while. So we'll see, you know, if he's able to get another fight this year or if he has to wait till next year to continue the title run. I think with Aljo and um, Jan fighting later on this year. I don't think that fight has a date yet. Uh, it might work out for him that, you know, he gets the winner of that fight sometime next year. Uh, I think I think that's a no brainer because he never lost his title. Obviously he had the drug, um, he failed the drug test, he was using performance enhancers, but you know not but because that's not a small deal, especially in in, in a sports like mixed martial arts. Um, I do think that now that he's fought somebody who I thought should have gotten the number one title consideration anyway. Um, and, you know, one, even if I didn't necessarily score it that way, I think he gets the next title fight. If you're San Haken, I think this sets you up perfectly for a fight against Rob Font. Um, I think Rob's performance against... Um, Cody Galbrand was incredible, extremely surprising. I thought he had a chance to win. I didn't think he would win so definitively. And, you know, I think while it's easy to, to question where Cody is as far as his prospects of this division, I think you also have to look at Rob Fon's and say, maybe he's better than we've been giving him credit for. So I'd like to see that fight. And that's also a title eliminator. And so between, you know, the Jan. Al Sterling fight, the next, the winner gets, um, sure, and then Sanhagen and Font fight it out to see who the next, you know, in line after that, after show sure will be. So I think, I think that's a good way to go about that. I don't think I've done, I haven't done an episode, uh, since the Islam Makhachev versus Tiago Moises fight. Um, so I wanted to touch on that fight real quick. I thought it was a great performance by Islam. I've seen a lot of people comparing him to Khabib, and I, I think I said this in the preview for that particular episode. He's not Khabib. It's not that he can't be as good, or his grappling isn't good, or his striking isn't good. People talk about his striking is better. Um, I've seen people like, um, you know, a bunch of people who've trained with him. I forget, I forget his name now. Wayne and does the, the show with big john mccartney i saw him talking about islam is better and it's faced a number of uh, opponents and islam's opponents have been better than what could be but face up to this time and i disagree obviously he's trained with it with both of them so he has an idea i'm not trying to just disregard what he's saying but i think the one thing that people don't take into consideration when they talk about the comparison between Islam and Khabib, especially when you forget about, like, say, the wrestling and stuff like that, because I think they're pretty, you know, they don't go about it the same way, but in terms of where they get to and how dominant they are in the positions that they want to be in, they're really good. Khabib favors more ground a pound Islam favors more control, top position, and making sure that he's able to try his submissions one after the other uh, i think the biggest difference and this is not insignificant is the pressure that khabib brings if you look at most of khabib's fights there's a relentless and unrelenting style of pressure that he applies to his opponents just go look at the justin gagey fight you know within the first round justin Gaethje is already gassed and that's because he's spending most of his time trying to stay away From the cage because he knows Khabib is going to try to grapple or he anticipates that Khabib will try to grapple against the cage and he's moving backwards constantly and when you're on your heels that also tires you out a little bit especially if you're thinking about where you are and you're doing things that feel a little unnatural um just engage you somebody who usually came forward but you could say that for almost any one of his opponents it's, uh, maybe you could look at the Conor fight and say in the first round, Connor was the one who tried to take the center. As soon as that chain wrestling started, um, and Khabib took him down and just kind of worn him in that first round. In the second round, the pressure started. Same thing with the Justin Poirier fight. It's the pressure doesn't stop, he will keep coming forward. And there's something about that pressure because for you to walk through that, for you to do that, you have to to walk through shots you have to be willing to walk through leg kicks you have to impose your will on the person that you're fighting against and it's it's obviously people don't want to get into close quarters and get into those wrestling exchanges too early but it's also because he's eating whatever you're going to give him like in the Justin engaging fight he takes those leg kicks keeps coming forward in the Dustin Poirier fight he takes a really good um you know Dustin Poirier has that punch where he kind of hesitates and he switches stances through you know loading one of the hooks and you know he lands that at a decent clip because people just don't anticipate this change in speed and Dustin hits Khabib with a really good one you can see Khabib beginning to back up and even if you watch that that sequence of slow motion as Dustin is coming and throwing those punches, Khabib is still dodging all of those. Right? So he's not letting those hit cleanly. He's rolling with the punches. As soon as he gets himself back, he's back on the pressure. Um, and it's not that Islam doesn't have pressure. He just doesn't utilize it as a weapon the same way that Khabib does. He's not a zombie about walking through anything and and constantly applying that pressure. Sometimes he will let you come to him. Sometimes he will come. But even when he applies the pressure, it's not... Unrelenting, you're caught off the cage. He's trying to even get into some of those um, striking exchanges as well. So, I think that makes a huge difference because without the pressure, because what one of the things the pressure does is it makes you have to make those decisions very quickly, right? You're constantly on the move. So, even when you have to counter, you have to counter at speed. If you have to make decisions about going forward, you have to like all those things. And then that's not including the chain wrestling. And so I think from a stamina standpoint, from a pressure standpoint, that's one of the things we don't talk about with Khabib, is that we never saw him get exhausted in there. He would bet that he would be able to outwork you, out wrestle you, and, and just be able to impose his will. And I don't always get that sense from Islam, that there's an element that isn't just about the fighting, which is just about... Imposing your will, he will impose his will once he gets you into those grappling exchanges, once he gets you into the positions that he wants to get you into. So, once he gets you down, once he's able to trip you, once he's able to start getting into the jiu jitsu positions. But as far as just you know the mentality itself, I think that's where it's really hard to match the way that could be fought. You know, this fight against. See, like Moses, I think Islam came out and was a little nervous. And maybe some of that is just, you know, he's barely got some fights in the last two years. He's He looks at himself, you know, in terms of the way he looks at the rest of the division, and thinks, you know, I'm probably as good or better than a lot of these guys. I know who I train with. I know what the pedigree is. So maybe as we see him in more fights, his confidence will build. Um, but yeah, at this moment, I would just put out a word of caution. You know, while... Islam is probably good enough, not even probably, he's good enough to be a challenger in that in the lightweight division. I don't know if he is going to be as dominant as Khabib or if he's going to end up being champion. But time will tell. Um, last but not least, I wanted to go through some of the upcoming fights. Um, not in a big way, just quick overview. Um, this weekend we have... I believe it's um, Hall versus Strickland. Um, not the most exciting fight, you know. Uri Hall just came up fighting. Um, I just blanked on his name. Um, the guy who broke who broke his his leg really early in the fight in a kick against Uriah Hall, um, and he's going to be fighting strong. Strickland, I think Strickland has been. The come up has had some really good performances recently. I don't know if I think that Uriah Hall has a lot to gain by taking this fight. Um, if he's looking to be a challenger, and I think he's getting up there in age, I think he's thirty six. Um, you know, if he be- beats Charles Strickland, I think a lot of people look at that and say you're supposed to be him. If he doesn't, I don't know where that puts him in the pecking order and the division. Um, I just want to see Uriah in a fight that's relevant, I guess. You know, the the fight, his last fight, and I'm still blanking on the name, but his last fight, um, that didn't go anywhere. Like, you know, he, he checked a leg kick in the first two minutes against Chris Weidman. not even the first two minutes, I think within the first, like, 20 seconds. And that was the end of the fight, so we couldn't get to see anything from that his fight before that was against a retiring or like a anderson silver who was leaving the ufc so it's just hard to figure out what what to make of these and if he is trying to become a contender how do we look at him so this gives us some insight um i think sean strickland is sneaky good i think this closest this fight is actually closer than we than people might think it's going to be um but, you know, honestly, at this point, I think the the upside is for Sean. If he wins, I think he becomes a player in the division. If Raya wins, then I think he's going to fight the person that we thought he was going to fight. And I'm not calling any names, but I'm just saying, I think he's then going to fight somebody closer to the top of the division. You know, maybe a Jack Hermanson. Um, you know, th- there are a lot of moving parts in the, in the division. But, you know, I, I would have liked to see him fight somebody like... Edmund and I know Edmund Chabazin is coming off of, off of two losses but especially because of the grappling heavy exchanges and some of those losses I would have liked to see him fight the striker while he builds up his wrestling um, but there's still time there's still time for him to to build on that so I'm excited for the fight but the card is not you know there are not a lot of big names it doesn't mean that the card will be good but there are not a lot of big names the week after that though we do have um Derek lewis and cyril gone fight i'm excited for that fight i think cyril gone is a favorite but we can never count on Derek lewis uh and i want to see how that fight turns out see again somebody else for cyril Gone to fight and to face to get more experience but to show more of what his game is about the the other fights in the of i'm really looking forward to amanda nunez versus juliana pena uh, pena called out nunez says she was running scared not many people to fight Amanda Nunes so this should be an interesting fight uh, we also have Jose Aldo so Aldo is going to be facing uh, Munoz Pedro Munoz which is a sneaky good fight especially now that we've seen some of these fights in the bantamweight I think we have to start taking that division seriously as maybe the best division in the UFC now um, and then last but not least we have uh, you know Vicente Loque versus Michael Chiesa, uh, so another really great fight you know I don't know how that's going to turn out but I think that's going to be a really exciting fight whoever wins this fight is going to obviously become a top t- contender in the division um it's, it was just announced that Kamaru Usman and Kobe Coventing are going to be facing off I have some thoughts about that um I'll do I, I'm gonna watch the first fight again I've watched it a couple of times and I'm going to do a little bit of a breakdown um, the problem, one of the problems is Kobe doesn't have a lot of content out, like he's fought, I think, three fights in the last three years, two of those fights were against Woodley, who's no longer in the UFC, and, and, um, um, Lawler, you know, and, and Lawler was not a contender at the time he fought him, Woodley was not a contender anymore at the time he fought him, so it's really hard to make, to figure out who Kobe actually is, because, the people he's fought are people that you would expect him to be so um i think usman is better in terms of his striking but i think this fight is going to feature a lot more grappling and wrestling exchanges um and it will be interesting to see to see how that turns out it's not happening all until you know sometime at the end of the year so we don't really need to get into it right now but really exciting fight and i'm looking forward to seeing how that plays. Listen to another episode of the podcast. My name is Lanray. Please look for us on Twitter, put me on Twitter at Fight or Flight. Fight, Flight, and The weight division tournament, um, this is, these are the last two standing, and I think in a lot of these, these are the two best fighters, you have said, before the tournament started, he um, is on a come up, undefeated, really young prospect. maybe.